Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm so grateful and so inspired. Uh, we did the show last week about love, and Michael, as my co-host, my amazing co-host, always inspires me to keep looking and exploring even further into the topic. And he sent me a, a, an amazing text that said, find things to love about you and your life. And it just uh, really touched my heart. And I want to welcome you, Michael. And I'm really excited to explore this today uh, because there Thank is you. so much and so much power in those words. And uh, I just mm-hmm. am I'm so grateful. But, I, you know, I, I have all of these books. If you walked into my, in my house, you'd see stacks of books and, and books in the bookcase stacked behind books. And one of the books that I uh, sort of popped out into my rediscovery pile was uh, by Wayne Dyer, and it was about manifesting your destiny. And oddly enough, as coincidence would have it, the exact page that I opened up the book to this morning was all about love. (laughs) It was all about unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read something because it really really made uh, a a lot of sense to me about what you were saying. And uh, he talked about how the energy of unconditional love is the power behind creation. He said it, it guides all of the natural laws. This love can be imagined as a vibration that carries Mm -hmm. forms from one mind into the material expression. Its highest nature, love, is the force that we recognize as the will of God. It's the alchemy that we embrace to make sense of how things materialize from the world of spirit. And he he goes on, you know, in that chapter to talk about knowing the joy of unconditional love. And, you know, there's so many things... um, for me in my life uh, that represent unconditional love animals are are one of them and you know oftentimes we're challenged uh, when we are faced with the loss we welcome in them when they're puppies and or kitties and just love them up and they bring us joy every day and then it comes time in their path that sometimes they're thinking about leaving us and uh, you know it takes a, a moment to reflect on what that means and all of the moments that they brought you over the many years. And when I I think about that as sort of as a metaphor, Michael, because what you said, you know, finding things to love about you. So wherever you are on your journey, um, you've had a myriad of experiences. You've had positive days, opposite of positive days, challenges, uh, heartbreak, endless amounts of joy and uh, hopefully some giggles along the way. And I think that that's in where lies the wisdom. And I think that as you start to discover that and you sort of look back on your journey, finding the things to love about yourself is so powerful. And uh, I'd love, Michael, to invite you because you had uh, so eloquently right before the show started talking about it. So I'd love for you to share with our audience here on PRNFM about what it is that uh, inspired you with this topic. Um, that's a, um, For me, thank you so much, number one. Uh, I always appreciate being on the, on the show with you. And, and our conversations uh, mean a lot to me, and they help me focus my week as well uh, on, on the topics that we that we uh, engage in, and we've been having a, a series on, on love, many many contexts of it, 
Uh, I want to start out, though, with, with, with something that Vincent Van Gogh said. He said, the best way to know life is to love many things. And that's really what this is about. The best way to love life, to, to, to know life, is to love many things. And I've been delving into uh, the, uh, the Jeshua uh, Collective uh, and Carol Collins, as, as channeled by Carol Collins, because there's some serious wisdom there. There's some nuggets of pure platinum that uh, I find that have been enriching my life. And it's caused me to kind of look at things in a different way, to kind of pivot a bit, shift to a different angle, uh, to see my life from a different angle and examine. And one of the things that she says is, uh, that the collective says is love, 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 love on, love on yourself, love on your life, love on the people around you. Uh, and there's a reason for this. This is interesting because, you know, we might say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, love, love, love. Yeah, I could do that. But what's the point? You know, if I'm not feeling good, I don't want to feel like loving. The interesting thing is there was a, there was a, uh, there's a 15-minute video where um, Carol's, Carol channels her mother and sends out this really poignant message. And the, the gist of the message is, is pretty straightforward. And her mother's talking about how she, if she had been less self-deprecating, uh, less um, by herself in her own home, uh, afraid to go out or not wanting to go out to engage with people and do things and, and uh, participate in hobbies outside the home. If she had only done that uh, and if she had only picked up this book that called A Course in Miracles that had been sitting uh, on her coffee table and on her nightstand for two years that her daughter had put there, if she said, if I just picked that book up and read it, I'd still be alive today. And what she was really saying is engaging with life, loving yourself, loving life itself, loving what you do uh, is, is connected to how long you live. <laughs> I don't think there's another way I can say that. There is how you, what you think. Words, words matter. Thoughts matter. And they matter because the nature of your thought create, it is, is important. You say thoughts are things. I'm into self-talk. I encourage people to use positive self-talk. And I've said for decades that words matter because words are connected to feeling. You know, they, 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 what, you're, what you're doing is expressing how you feel about yourself and about your life in your inner conversation within your inner conversation, what you do. And so what's, what's unique is that I have started to really pay attention to whether I am actively loving, loving what I do and who I'm with and the people I'm around. I actually take a conscious moment when I'm together with them. I have a moment of, of awareness where I look around as I'm engaging with them and I'm expressing my love for them from within. I'm sending out waves of love to them. They don't know it. I'm not saying, hey, I, mean, we do, I do say, hey, I love you to many friends before, when I, when I, before I leave. Uh, before I, if I'm at their house or whatever, give them a hug. Everybody hugs everybody, you know, because we, we really care about each other and what we do. 
and how we care about how we feel. And what I was talking about before the show is that drama, discord, what's get, what gets in the way is all the other stuff. We are, we are bombarded by information. I've talked, talked about this before. Um, when you engage in drama, love falls away. When you engage in discord, love falls away. When you engage in any form of negativity, just a simple argument, or when you get ticked off because you saw something happen that you didn't think should have happened, even though it has nothing to do with you, you're basically stepping away from love. And what we really want to do is step into love. Mm-hmm. Or to use the vernacular in the business world today, lean into love. I have no idea what that means other than taking it literally. Um, lean into love. Engage with love. Live from love. Think from love. Find something to love about yourself. One thing. And then love on that all the time. And let everything else fall away. Find something you love about your work. Love that when you're at work. And let everything else fall away. Let the love, let love be the dominating factor versus being something that you negate when as soon as something else comes up. Let it dominate your life, your awareness, where you are, your present moment versus, you know, the opposite. And it is a challenge. I got to tell you, it is a challenge. Because you have to be alert enough to say, oh, wait a minute, I've just kind of like fallen into this little quicksand for a moment, got to pull myself out. You know, I love me, I love myself. You say it in the morning, you get up saying it in the morning, you go to bed saying it in the evening, look in the mirror. And uh, if you have, there's a, there's a, there's a piece, there's a, there's a part, a section in one of, the, one of her talks where she's answering a, a question of a woman this is about a year ago. It's a, it's a channeling from a year ago, and she's doing this Q and A. And this uh, this young lady doesn't like going to her um, to her family's house for occasions because they're loud and they're obnoxious, and she is belittled when she's there. She feels small, right? And <laughs> what was interesting was what the collective told her is, "Hey, um, you resonate with yellow. When you wear yellow." You feel good. You feel love about yourself, real love for yourself. And it's sort of your power color, so to speak, if you want to call it that. So, so wear, a, wear a yellow blouse, a bright yellow blouse to their house. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by what they're saying or doing, step away for a minute, walk into the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror, and feel that love for yourself, that power, that energy that comes from that color that resonates so beautifully with you. And I thought that was just brilliant. That's very And that's powerful. just, an, it is, that's an example. It, I mean, it's, wasn't, it's not for everybody. Not everybody should wear yellow. I mean, I, my, my power color is are, are orange and blue. Okay, orange. I love orange. I love blue. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, other people have, um, have colors that resonate with them. I know. I'm wearing blue right now, head to toe. You know, and a, different, a blue, blue shirt with a, a blue tunic, blue slacks. I'll probably wear blue shoes when I walk out of here in an hour. Uh, and I love it. That's just me. And I have an orange watch band, a bright orange watch band that just shows off against the blue. I feel Fabulous. good. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel awesome when I when I when I wear those. And and people, what's interesting is the, the number of compliments I get just from the watch band. Forget everything else I'm wearing. And it's like people, you know, it the color resonates with a lot of people. 
even blue or red resonates with certain people. And I, they just come up to me and they go, wow, that is a great looking, that's a great watch. And I love the color. And I go, yeah, it makes me feel wonderful. <laughs> you know, it makes me feel alive. Because what do we have out there? We've got a lot of brown and black and, you know, dreary colors. This is what, oh. uh, and, and people are, are kind of, I'm not going to say afraid, but it is kind of afraid to, to engage in self-expression when it comes to what they wear. And knowing that certain things they wear make them feel awesome, make them feel great. And so the gist of this conversation that I'm having here with you is find something to love on. Find something. Everybody can find something to love on. Then love it, love it, love it, and love it some more. The more you feel love, the younger you're going to feel, the younger you're going to look, the more active mm-hmm. you're going to be, the, the, more, the, the more powerful, empowering and powerful the energy you're going to be resonating because love is a very, very high frequency um, uh, feeling and emotion. It's, it's just fantastic. So that's my, that's my take on it. And I, um, I, I know we're going to have some great stories out of this too. <laughs> oh, but I like, the, I like what Van Gogh said. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I absolutely, and I appreciate the fact that you you brought up you know yellow and the, the things that make you happy. I, I think yeah. sometimes we get we we apologize for certain things that we, we like <laughs> because it's not in the collective uh, approval process, I guess, of what things are. And and I was just telling the story the other day about when I painted my mm-hmm. house. My house is brick, and I have a little bit of. Uh, you know, woodwork that I have to paint uh, every few years. And so there's nothing special about the the wood or anything on the outside of my house. So I decided I would paint it this peacock green and this Duke's mm-hmm. orchid. Uh, it was like a deep burgundy and an off-white and purple. <laughs> and I had my neighbor, mm-hmm. a, a little boy knocked on my door and he said, my mother doesn't like the color of your house. <laughs> I said, well, you know what, Adam? I said, it makes me happy. I said, I, oh, let me tell you, when you have a box of crayons and if you want to color the sky green, guess what? It's your picture you get to color it and I get to color my world the colors that I like. And he said, well, I like it. <laughs> but, you know, every time I drive up to my house, it, it sets it apart and I painted a really happy little sun on the top of the house and, and it just, it's sort of my own self-expression. It's a way for me to express my my life and uh, what makes me happy. And color makes me happy. And yellow yeah. certainly mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, I like to paint a kitchen yellow. I like lots of different colors in my house and, and whatnot. And I think it's a really good thing that to to bring up, that you have to identify something that you can bring with you no matter where you are in the world something that makes yeah. you happy and I, I was thinking the other day about I don't play the lottery but uh, when people stand in line and they have this this ticket in their hand and and they, they all everybody has the same chance everybody has the same chance to win the, mm-hmm. the Powerball or whatever it is but you know if if you do say you did win that ticket would all of that money make you happy? That's a, a very good question. Would it make you love yourself more? So I was thinking about it and I thought, well, what if, you know, if you don't believe you could win the lottery, that it would ever happen, you know, how in life 
you know, can you really bring in manifest things? And that's sort of what I, I picked up Wayne Dyer's book about. And then I thought it sort of started imagining. So if you had this great life, you know, what would it look like? And I think that when you start to love on yourself, so if you had this great grandiose uh, love, self-love, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And start defining it. And I know that you have a, a vision board um, and that when you start to create that and you start to really um, expand and invite that loving potential, that's where the magic happens. That's where, you know, in, in A Course in Miracles, that's what they, they talked about. They said that, you know, miracles occur naturally as an expression of love, that the real miracle is love that in, inspires. And, and I think that that's, really where we need to find that point. So, you know, I would sort of invite everybody to, to you know, let you figure out what the, the ticket to your dream is. And metaphorically, in, you know, over the next two weeks, you know, buy that ticket, buy what it is, buy what it is that inspires you to love yourself. And then, you know, Try to share that and really practice unconditional love. And no matter what happens, you know, whether it's a challenge in, in line at the grocery store and somebody gives you a hassle, you know, just you step back and you say, no, you know what, I'm going to love myself enough that I'm not going to engage in that. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to just allow no negative thoughts to be part of my field. I'm just going to really embrace that love and I and I think that that's sort of how you know as we start to embrace and we start to uh, I guess garner like a savings account of those love bombs that we give ourselves um, that's what I'm going to call them that that's how it allows us to stay in that field uh, that Carol talks about that we can really you know like it disengage from the things that challenge us and re- recognize, you know, that love is an unconditional presence within us and it's our pure potential. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, Michael, if you had, had a lottery ticket to love <laughs> and, and uh, you could cash it in, what uh, self-loving things would, would, you do, would you do for yourself? Um, for myself, I would... Uh, or for others. I... I yeah, I dream about is uh, is altruism. Altruism. Mm-hmm. I find plenty of opportunities to be altruistic. Now, for our audience, altruism is the practice of giving without the need to receive any accolades, without people knowing, you know, without the need or desire to be acknowledged for it. So basically, it's giving uh, through some process, giving something to someone and not needing to be recognized for doing it, right? And even letting them know that you did it. So if you buy someone lunch in a restaurant, you do it um, on the down low where you, you tell the uh, the waitress, don't tell them who did this, but just buy the, here, give me their, give me their ticket. Um, and you pay it. And after you're, after you're gone, you're, you're finished with your meal. They're going to find out that they, that someone in there thought enough of them to buy them, a a uh, a meal. Now, sometimes you could say on the ticket, you know, you're not. You, you look amazing. Um, pay it forward, you know. And or, or sometimes you just might just might not say anything. You just basically uh, go ahead and and do it and and leave. 
I was at a place, I was at, I was at Bluxy last week, uh, week four last, excuse me, and uh, I was in the restaurant at the Beau Rivage uh, Casino downstairs, and, and uh, they had remodeled the whole thing. It looks absolutely beautiful. But the same young lady who'd waited on us uh, two times before that we were there, we go about four times a year, uh, she, uh, her name is Jenny, and she was one of the two times before that were there was last year sometime, I think just about August or something, I had, there was a woman who uh, was sitting next to us and she kept asking how much things were. You know, like if I added bacon, how much would that be? You know, and if I did this, how much, it was breakfast. Um, and I said to myself, you know, maybe she just needs to pick anything she wants. And so I... <laughs> I called over. I called over Jenny and I said, "I said Jenny, I said, Shh, come here a second. Um, this woman over here, just tell her to get what she wants and don't worry about it. And give me the bill." And okay. she went over there and she very delicately, she very delicately told her, "You know what? Don't worry. We'll we'll take care of that for you. Not he's going to take care of that for you, but." She found a way. She said, we'll take care of that for you. What would you like? You know, in, in your, what would you really like to eat this morning? We'll take care of it. And basically just, I, I was gone by the time uh, she, um, the bill was ready before she'd gotten her food because we got there ahead of her. And, but I had the comfort of knowing that I had actually made, contributed to someone's day, contributed some love and kindness mm-hmm. to their day. Um, and there's, listen, these are feelings. When you do that, they last for days. You're, you feel awesome for days. You know, people go out and say, oh, yeah, I got to go. I'm going to go buy that uh, expensive purse or I'm going to get that, that, that uh, expensive this or that that I really, really want in life. And you get it and it ends up sitting in the closet for most of the time. Um, and then you're off to the next thing. What's interesting is that when you, when you take that same money and you dedicate a portion of it to enhance somebody else's life altruistically without the need for any kind of acknowledgement, it is, it is, it's worth a hundred times buying the thing you think you want or that you think you need. It, it is amazing. And by the way, when you we were talking about, you know, what makes you, what makes you happy, there's colors. I told you about my colors, but I have one other thing that I really, really enjoy. I have a, I have a 20, 20, one-year-old convertible sitting in a Lexus sitting in my carport with 200,000 plus miles on it, like 201,000 miles on it. And I love this little car. It runs like uh, a Swiss watch um, because I've taken care of it. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is that uh, I was driving home. I took it to the barn this morning to clean the stall. I was by myself. I get in my car and I drive out there. I had the top down. It's about 73 degrees outside. And the the wind is just like, blowing through the cabin it's there's these puffy clouds in the sky and i'm i'm not even listening to music i'm listening to carol collins <laughs> I'm, listening to, I'm listening to carol collins channel somebody I, that's what i'm doing i'm just listening to that because it really because i find the, again every time i listen i find nuggets right of things that wow that's interesting how did i miss that before okay that's great and i'm driving out the barn so it's, it's about a 17 minute drive and i'm just i've got the top down and I'm just cruising at about 65 on cruise control uh, in, on, the, on the highway and just thinking to myself how much I love that, how much I love 
the just the the lack of any barrier between me and the, and infinity and that's what mm-hmm. i love about that particular car and i did the same thing on the way back i was just i just tilted my head back on the headrest put it on cruise control and 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 i just cruised on home and i said you know i could i could literally drive for the next hour just go anywhere just drive anywhere because it's so much fun uh to and that's what i love i love that connection i love it when all my angels and and my guide can get in the car with me and they can they can cram in like you know 18 people in a volkswagen except there's no top so everybody can pile on top of everybody right it's just that's the vision i have by the way too is that you know my guide sitting next to me and and uh you know my best two best friends are in the back seat and i've got you know uh you know 18 other people in there uh, with us you know and you know just having a good time just enjoying it as i am enjoying the energy because it just it brings it brings me such positive energy and that's just one of the things i love and i it's also a grounding experience. It was early in the morning. I don't know what was going to happen during the day. I had no idea what's going to go on. I never know what's going to happen when I get up in the morning um, with regard to business or, or anything else. Um, I have arranged my life the way that I want it to be. I don't have any meetings that I need to go to. I have this. Matter of fact, this radio show is the one commitment that I have each and every week for the last year and a half or a year and a quarter that we've been doing it. This is the only one. This is it. This is the only I great way of this. <laughs> no, I no. It really infuses me with all kinds of energy, and because uh, it's been you know this late in my life, I turned sixty five at the end of the month, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I've 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 done the appointments, I've done the meetings, I've done all those things. Now it's kind of like, what do I do for me? I still work, but what what do I do for me? What else do I do for me? You know, I'm looking out on a beautiful golf course. I'm not playing today. I got a tee time on Sunday to go out. However, what I can do is kind of enjoy watching other people as I'm working. And what's interesting is that I spend most of my time thinking anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's fun to think as I'm looking out onto the greenery, the, the pine trees, um, watching people progress as they come, you know, down this hole that I live on, and and uh, and seeing how they respond to what happens, what they do, you know, how they how they play, they, how they're playing that hole. It's just fun. So, you know, we can find lots of things to love on. We can. Um, I've, I've got a, a good friend who's like 57, and he's really big into Legos. He loves on himself, and, and loves on Legos. He loves it. Oh, he's been in it for, for the last couple of decades, right? And he's got mm-hmm. a lot of them. And, and to hear him talk about his hobby passionately is to see him light up like a Christmas tree. And so I like to do that. I like to, I, like to, I mean, I'm not into Legos. However, I want to, I want to see him talking about Legos because it brings, it, 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 the energy he puts mm-hmm. off is, is it's amazing. He lights up again, like I said, like a Christmas tree. Who can't, who can't have, who can't love that, that feeling of somebody else pursuing what they love Mm -hmm. you know it's not about us all the time uh however we do have to make sure that we ground ourselves in our own self-love first um and and yeah otherwise we're we're uh as i told somebody the other day we're we're in need 
of something that we can give ourselves, but we're not, but we're trying to find it somewhere else outside of us. And mm-hmm. that is, that's always hollow. It's, it's because people say, well, what, why is that the case? Because when you look outside of yourself for love to fill that void that you have in yourself, it's, it's not the same because it's not something you can depend upon because you don't control what goes on outside of you. You only have control of what goes on inside of you. And so in a relationship context, you'll find somebody, you'll fall in love, but if you don't like love yourself and you love them because they love you, then what happens when they say something or do something that, that in your own mind leads you to believe that it's fleeting? or that it might not last, then you, you reach out and you want to overdo. You become needy and wanting because you, you don't want them to leave. You don't want them to go. You must stay in constant contact. You, you live in fear of them leaving because they are bringing you what you are not producing within yourself. They're, to you, they're filling a void within you. And it's really, it's a hollow situation. Much, much more mm-hmm. fun when you are loving of yourself confident in the love you have for yourself and then you find love outside of you or even you're with friends you're just you're just you all just enjoy life together whatever you do you travel together you uh, go to go to eat a meal together share a meal or or, or games together you're bowling together whatever it is um lots of fun lots of fun yeah. so I, you know that's my take. I, I think it's so interesting Michael, with what you were sharing because i think that there's been a shift I don't know I sort of feel it uh, and I can't qualify it but I sort of feel that there's a shift in consciousness on the planet right now that there people are really starting to take a look at what's truly important to them um, yeah. and and I'm seeing it in social media posts I'm seeing it in conversations around me and I really do I think that there is uh, a transition maybe back to the simpler days that we had talked about dandelions and how they had been the elixir mm-hmm. of life and then uh, all of a sudden it shifted and I'm seeing a lot of things that were sort of pushed by the wayside uh, years ago and many many years ago and a sort of a mm-hmm. return to that you seeing some people talk about um, homesteading and growing their own food and, and that's loving to them there are individuals that are sort of turning off the television and rediscovering their creative talents things that they didn't know about themselves I think and right. and I love that your friend likes Lego I think that's fantastic there's no there should be no age limit <laughs> you see these things they have an age an age on the, on the box or maybe you feel silly that you do that no but if it if it brings you joy if it makes you feel love and it it's something that you do for yourself because you deserve it and and I, I love yeah. that and I think about the even the allowing yourself to go into that creativity and you have all of these little pieces what a great metaphor for life you know you have all these little pieces I love it. and how are you going to yeah, put I them agree. together what are you going to create and it's really all powered by your imagination and it's mm-hmm. like that that lottery ticket you know are you going to stand in line what what do you you know when when you envision what it is that you want and uh, want to bring in and <laughs> 
And I don't and think I, I answered I, that question for you, though. <laughs> no, that's okay. You, well, no, you know what? You yeah. don't because I think. I mean, I, I do I have an answer. You, you, know, you so. did because you said that it, it's I altruism, said altruism. And, and I altruism. sort of. I love that. Idea. And I sort of feel the same way. I see a lot of these individuals that if I, if I won the lotto, I would make I would make donations to so many people that are helping animals throughout the planet. Um, maybe would, yes. not be mm-hmm. seen in the in the forefront because that's something that's important to me. Uh, that makes me feel good inside. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there are some feral cats in the community, and and I, I I can't. I trap as many as I can. Now, these particular ones could never be tamed, um, but I do hmm. feed them, and they know my car, and when I drive up the street and I'll have a couple cans, I'll be like, here, kitty, 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 and they know my car. They come out. They won't come too close, but you know what? The joy when I do see them finally come for the food, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Somebody yeah. could say that sounds silly to somebody else, but you know what? It's It's what I do because oh, I love my. It's not what other people think that's important. This is this is very very right. interesting. Absolutely. Because that you that you bring this up because we have this this desire to be socially acceptable, and to us it's important to be socially accepted. And the thing about that is, if you come at life from that perspective, you'll always diminish yourself and what and and what you're capable of, and. That is the one thing. We, I think the, the ultimate definition of self-love is doing and being and not really caring so much about what people think of what you're doing. You're not, as long as you're not out doing something that's malicious and harming other people, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't in the name of love in the first place, then you shouldn't feel uh, as if, you cannot do that. If you want to, you know, go outside and, and, and flip the music on and start dancing by yourself, knock yourself out. You know, if other people look at that and they think it's strange, then their judgment is their problem. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I told my nephew once, my nephew's, my nephew's gay, and when, when he, when he, before he came out and he was in, I think he was in high school, he's, he's, one of, he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant young man, <clears throat> about, to, about to graduate next month from UCLA and uh, with a 4.1 4. Wow. GPA. Amazing. I mean, the kid is like brilliant, uh, smarter than I've ever been in my life. Um, and and I love him to death. He's he's amazing. He's he's, he's grown yeah, up. But now he was, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on that real quick because that's to me you are infinitely wise and you are smarter in a different way. And that's, okay, hold on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm in, I'm incredibly wise experientially. Yeah, no doubt about that. And what I told him when he was in in high school, I wrote it in a birthday card one time. I said, you know what? What other people think is not your business. You keep doing what you do. This is a moment in time. It's a snapshot in time. Don't let some, what somebody else thinks about you. Don't let their judgments dictate which direction you take yourself in, what you feel about yourself and what you feel yourself capable of because then that just diminishes your light. You're letting somebody else diminish your light and uh, you don't want to do that. You want your light to shine bright. And again, it's a snapshot in time. Uh, you know, six months from now, it's not going to mean anything. A year from now, when you're, when 10 years from now, as he graduates from college, who's thinking about what happened in high school? You know, people allow 
circumstances and situations that other people uh, create, uh, what other people do, think, or say, diminish their own light, and they let that happen throughout their entire lifetime. Those incidences, they give them so much credence, so much value, and other people, what other people think, say, and do has, has no value. The only thing that counts is what you do. And if you choose love, then you choose love. You choose to love yourself. You choose to love your life, your circumstances, who you are, your truth, everything. And, you know, he's stuck by his truth. And, and he's, he's, he's an amazing, amazing young man. Yeah, I say, and I've I, I said that to many people. So, you know, why, why let people you, who don't really know the essence of who you are, the essence of who you are and what you're capable of, dictate to you how you should feel? That doesn't make any sense to me. However, what I do feel is important is that young people are told that they have value. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about, we talked about this in several shows, that they are enough, that they have value, that loving themselves should come before everything else. Right. Yeah, because that's their rock, that's their foundation, that's what they fall back on. When things don't go as planned, Loving yourself helps you heal much faster. The right. love you have for yourself helps you, yourself helps you heal and helps you put the pieces back together and move on. It also gives you a different perspective. It helps mm-hmm. you um, understand that you, what you do, you know, that whatever mistake, if you felt you made a mistake, you, you can learn from it and you, you move forward. It's, it, you adopt a slightly different perception of, of yourself in life. And there's nothing right. better than developing a huge level of self-love. Right. Being able to say, no, that doesn't, I don't, I don't feel right about that. That doesn't resonate with me right now. No, I don't want to go do that thing. You know, um, you guys go ahead if you want to. But nah, that And then they sit around and they tease you because you're not going and you're going, well, you know, <laughs> so be it. You know, I love me and right. I'm not really in love with what you're suggesting I go do. You know, I don't need to be uh, into all of that that you're doing because it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not love to me. It's not being self-loving. It's not being loving to the world, whatever. Because you know what happens. It happens that peer pressure and all this kind of stuff comes up. It even comes up when, as adults. Adults have peer pressure as well. Oh, you know, uh, pressure all to the sit time. in. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. So right. self-love is, is, is huge when it comes to that. No, appreciate that. No, and I, I, when you were talking, and I don't know why it popped into my head, was the movie um, with with Brad Pitt, uh, the amazing story of Benjamin Button, where he was born as an Mm -hmm. old man, and 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 he went through his life, and he got younger, and and I think Mm -hmm. in some ways, I I, you know, I cried like a baby at the end of that movie. I just, there was so (laughs) much that touched me in that movie, and I think because it's like no matter who you are. We all come into the world the same way and we're all amazing beings of infinite possibility. Mm-hmm. Potential. Just, just brilliant. Yeah. Potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbridled potential. And it mm-hmm. I and I think what was so powerful about that movie was because you had this opposite perspective. And if you you know, people you always say, Well if I knew now you know, if I knew then what I know now, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what it, a difference it would make. But I think that's a choice, right? I think that 
you know, we have to really let go and understand that our shortcomings are really not shortcomings at all. Just as you said, Michael, we're, we don't have to measure up. We, we have to sort of set our own yardstick for what we, we want to deem acceptable for our own lives. And, and I think that that's a process and that, you know, once we do that, you know, we can really start to celebrate wherever we are. And that, to me, is, is the greatest uh, aspect of self-love. That's true. But who says they're shortcomings? Who, who made that determination? That's the, right. really the question you want to be asking yourself. You know, you're coming from who, who, who is it, the, the they, they said, they say you should. I'm going to always ask you a question, who's they, you know? Who's they? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is it, some group of people that got together and said, okay, everybody needs to do this, everybody needs to do that? I, I was uh, listening to something this morning, and I'm trying to put my finger on it, uh, it was about how when we um, when we're kids, we have infinite possibilities, infinite creativity, infinite inspiration. Uh, we have uh, we we uh, live from the perspective that anything and everything is possible, and uh, that and then and then as we envelop, we, we join society starting with school, uh, all of that is pretty much drummed out of us. It's drummed out of us. Our imagination, our creativity, that we're told not to trust our intuition, we're told to trust what is being said. And uh, by the time we get to high school, we're pretty much indoctrinated, and it's pretty much drummed out of us. And uh, same same with uh, love, I think, self-love, that it can be drummed out of you. Um, by as you engage with life, you think you think anything's possible. You think you could do anything, and then all of a sudden, uh, you start listening to everybody else uh, who has who have failings of their own, and they're trying to tell you how you should think, how you should feel, how what you should do, and where you should go, even though they don't know themselves. And at you know mm-hmm. 56 years old, I still know people are doing that. They're they're right. going they're they're paying attention to others instead of paying attention to themselves, and the awakening occurs when they when they uh, have a moment of clarity, where they understand for the first time that how they feel is up to them, not somebody else, not something outside of them, you know, not mm-hmm. what happened to someone else, because now, and this is this. You know, we, uh, you and I grew up in an age when, when uh, there wasn't all this electronic data floating around, information. Right. It wasn't, the, the dissemination of information was like a, a snail on a sidewalk um, by comparison to the uh, 4,000 mile an hour alien spacecraft it is today, right? Right, um, you're right. Getting from point A to point B, I mean, it gets there like in a, in a split second. Something happens, you know, next door to you. Uh, right in front of your eyes, and if you take a picture of it, that picture can actually potentially end up on the other side of the world in seconds. And that is, that is, I'm not going to say it's frightening because it's just, it's just how it is. It's just the world that we live in. What we have to do is understand that, that the relationship between us and the information and, and what happens in front of us and how that information is disseminated and, and how other people take that. 
information and use that information or bend it or twist it um, and and to 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 suit their own needs and so for I always look at if you want to love yourself more in my view you have to decrease your exposure to what's going on in the world because in the end none of it has anything to do with whether you're happy or not or loving it has nothing to do with it it stuff happens this is life it happens to other people and will continue this happened since the beginning of time to other people you know one village raised another village and you live in the third village well your village didn't get raided somebody else's village got raided now what can you do this is the thing say well what's the loving move here send them love and light sit down for a minute close your eyes wish them well send them some positive energy energy has no time and space they'll feel it you can think positively about other people and wish them well you can send them love send them some of your love you've got plenty if you've been generating yourself you've got plenty and I tell people this and say I don't have to get upset about all that you know that if you if you if you if you engage with the, the news media and the other stuff you'll you'll be led to believe that you can't step outside your front door and enjoy life and that's a shame because you absolutely can um, but however you're, you're being led to believe that that you cannot and that's if you start believing that then again it diminishes what you uh, are capable of it diminishes your light we have to get that light as bright as possible get as bright as possible be a beacon be a, a beacon in the day in the night be a beacon out into space and that if we do that then a lot will change a lot will change in this in this world a lot of the things you're watching on television will change and yes I believe that uh, in my view that that I, I agree with you that that there is a, a transformation going on in the world um, and it's one of those things that you know you're seeing the the beginnings of um, we're, we're we have some generations that have been born that are being integrated into society and are saying yeah you know what no, no, no. I'm not gonna fall for the banana the tailpipe I'm not gonna do that you know I'm gonna go off and do my own thing and those voices are gaining they're gaining in populace and I like that challenging the status quo because the status quo right. is all based on you know money what 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 uh, in and and power and opportunity and they're saying no I don't think I want to participate in that and I think that's wonderful and if you say hey you know if you start saying what would love do now mm, that that it's sort of cliche when you cliche ish when you say it um, however that is the exact question we all need to be asking as we go throughout our day what would love do now Mm -hmm. I love myself and what would love do now you know how would how would love engage with this situation that I've just seen or just been oh, a part of or yeah. this thing that happened to me right uh, I, yep no you're 100% right <laughs> uh, you know and, and it actually it sort of um, some of the things that you were talking about Michael that is like I it sounds cliche but it really it took my breath away because there's 
so much um, so much you just packed into the <laughs> into that and you know it had know, me wondering like how how is it that you know we got so separated and how many of us really truly know what unconditional love is you know what is that un you know you got the uncola you know it's like what is what is that so true and be, because Living. so many have put conditions on it if you do this exactly. well then yes you get that yeah and, and yeah. I guess I think Absolutely. that's a, a really unconditional love is an absolute rarity I don't even know oh my gosh who is it that you know maybe the Dalai Lama has mastered that uh, unconditional love um, however uh, you know he has the ability to completely and totally manage his whole world mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that they don't have the ability to manage their world you can manage how you respond to it however you can't manage it's not possible to manage what what other people do those are those are quotients you can't control right those are those are those are you cannot control what goes on inside of you definition of stress right. is definitely trying to do that I agree yeah and you know you you look you brought him up because that's the perfect example you know he grew up in a, in a place that was peaceful um, you know he was found uh, you know, the whole story is is amazing and then you know they, 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 they had no army and the Chinese came in and they right. basically burned and massacred you know hundreds of thousands of monks and destroyed all of these uh-huh. teachings but if you listen to what the Dalai Lama says about it he said it was he has no anger it was necessary because the teachings that they had would not have been brought out into the world had that not right. happened so to be able to find love in a situation like that and and I think it's you know it just always gives me shivers when I think about it um, just because it's just it's it's a really amazing way to to sort of try to to set the standard of how you want to live your life and and I I catch myself all the time Mm -hmm. I agree I agree you can I mean it's that is we we I did a show on my own podcast about judgment about know, a month ago and uh, sometime in the last two months. And I, in doing so, I really looked at this whole judgment issue again from another angle. And judgment is, is just something that it can, it can ruin you. It, I mean, it, it, I guess ruin is a very harsh word. It, it, let's go back to diminishing light because <clears throat> judgment diminishes your own light. It does because it detracts you from being uh, it, it's the opposite of love in my view is judging people mm-hmm. judging circumstances judging things and we make thousands of judgments a day they're they're you know just unconscious judgments they're just things that we you know oh that's pretty oh that's beautiful oh I like that thing you know we, we're not even saying anything we're judging things and it's 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 amazing what happens when you for 60 seconds decide not to judge something right you want to get your time back you want to get your self-love back you want to get your focus back in life Um, refuse to judge for a period of time as long as you possibly can because what we're judging generally is something that is is what's beyond our control however one of the biggest things we judge is ourselves 
You're right. One of the most, one of the, we judge ourselves all the time for what we do, what we think, what we say, you know, the, 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 uh, the ramifications of what we think, do and say, we're, we're always doing that. And it's, it's, if we get, if we just gave ourselves a break, then from judgment, self-judgment, that mm-hmm. would really go a long way to opening the door or creating a pathway to greater love of everything else. Everything else. Again, it always, always comes back to us, right? If we do for ourselves first, we must, we must become self-loving, unconditionally self-loving. We find ourselves beating ourselves up, stop, 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 and praise ourselves for having had that experience because it made us right. wiser. Yeah, you do your best every day, and yeah, I think that, as Carol Collins said, it's always perfect, always perfect. You know, everything is always perfect, and if you're aligning right. yourself with that, and truly, I think it it helps to create a, a loving awareness in every moment of your day, even even in the challenging ones. I I have stopped myself so many times, and and one of the things I think that she said also was that you fake it till you you make it. So even if well, you're feeding the grid, even if you don't necessarily have mm-hmm. that um, loving relationship with a member of your family. You just keep feeding the grids with it's it's always perfect. We do have that Correct. love. And and yeah. soon yeah. enough then you'll start to align with what is your highest you know, for your highest and greatest good and transform what is in your life. And I think that that's really where we find how we empower ourselves to really be the best and to find that love in ourselves. And, and it, it's that connection to love. It's that choice of love. It's to love. And it starts with self. And um, I'm just, you know, so grateful for this topic. And I'm actually going to let you close out the show. We have maybe like five minutes left, but I may peep. <laughs> but, you know, this is just so powerful. And I know you have so much to share. So I'm going to, you know, thank you for this very, very powerful topic, Michael. <laughs> Here's an interesting, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this book called The Language of Love um, and uh, by uh, Susan Paulus Schutz. Um, I bought this book, I don't know, I think it was during my first divorce, like way long yeah, time Probably ago. in the 80s because um, I had, she used to write greeting cards. She was amazing. I loved it. Was, I loved it was in the writing. 90s. It was in the 90s. I don't know when this book was published, but I think it was, I think I bought this in 98 or 99. But okay. uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe uh, said, love does not dominate, it cultivates. Love has power to give in a moment what toil can scarcely reach in an age. I'm wow. so glad that you are here. It helps me realize how beautiful my world is. Oh, that's beautiful. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. Um, and here's my, here's my suggestion. Go out and buy a book on love. Buy Rumi about love. Um, mm-hmm. Every day, look at something. Look at something. Read something about love. Read something in the book you buy about love. There's lots of books on love. There's lots of great poems and stuff. This book I have by, uh, by Schutz is awesome. And these, she's basically put together a book of, of, of other people's quotes, which is fantastic, about love. And what I find is that 
from the moment we wake up in the morning, we need, we should be, I could say we have to, um, establish a habit of doing something loving for ourselves in the moment we get up. And, you know, for me, it's like saying, I'm a beautiful, passionate, loving, giving man. If you say that before you get out of bed in the morning, or you say it in front of the mirror when you're about to wash your face or brush your teeth or whatever it is you do first thing in the morning, uh, even before you get coffee or, you know, leave your bedroom, do something that, um, that assures and embeds the self-love you have, the love you have for yourself. That's, I mean, you got to start the day out right. If you're going to start the day out right, that's what you do. Don't turn on the TV and watch the tragedy of the previous day. Um, do something that is self-loving. Say something, do something, be something, whatever it is. Develop a habit, a new one, okay? That's beautiful. It's been a wonder. And I just, just want to echo in that quote, you know, I'm so grateful that you are here, Michael. And I'm so grateful to all uh, of you. our listeners that join us for these amazing conversations. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just am... <laughs> they are amazing, I, aren't they? They are, and I have a smile from ear to ear as I find myself. I do too. <laughs> so often, I'm so often it love life, uh, love the evening. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and, and and enjoy an amazing week, and looking forward to to continuing our next exploration here on PRNFM on Connect to Love. Thank you so much. Love to you.